What's up, brother? What's up? Not much. How are you, Javier? I'm pretty good. I can't complain. You late? No, I'm just playing. You can jump in at any given time. That's what your message said. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I got my three. <laughs> I got three wisdom teeth pulled out today, so my mind is kind of like you know, not, my mouth is all numb up, but I'm good though. Um, we're partying. I'm surprised uh, you're talking with that, man. Shoot. Yeah, I know, man. They put me to sleep. I was gone like a baby. They was like, <laughs> breathe deep breaths. And I swear, in like five seconds, I was out. I was waking up, and it was over. So, I mean, modern technology is crazy. It's a, it's amazing. In some cases, sometimes it can be scary, like nuclear weapons. <laughs> do, do you feel well, less wise now, or do you still feel like you're uh, wise as ever? Yeah, I never felt wise, man. The only thing okay. I know is that I don't know much, you know. Uh, who, which philosopher yeah. said that? Socrates? Uh, that, yeah, Socrates. Yeah, Socrates. I should know yeah, this. I, I've been I, taking the class. <laughs> yeah, you're the, you, you're yeah. the studious, studious type. The studious type, I think that's what they call it. Yeah. Right. I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what was that video? You... Oh, that video right there was, uh, it was Tim Pool and destiny they were talking about the trump indictment yeah okay and, and i was giving my feedback on it but i've Go heard ahead. bits and pieces about it but yeah i was curious what was going on with that what's he getting indicted for i well, say something about paying off stormy daniels and his lawyer covered it up or something of the sort uh i honestly i went through the whole spell of like i'm i'm mainly interested and asking questions at this point. I'm trying to figure out if people care about this because Donald Trump is their hero or their villain. Mm. You know, um, how much of the things we care about um, in politics matter in a way that if the people you agree with do it, would you be okay with it? The people you disagree with did it, would you be against it? Like, I'm trying to figure out that that line. Mm. Tracy says, I wouldn't care if Biden paid hush money to a prostitute, laugh out loud, just like I didn't care Clinton didn't have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> oh, blowjob gate. Right. Even though technically they are going after Trump for campaign violations. Yeah. I mean, if we if we being honest, if we being real, our president's sexual life, to me, is private. I really don't want to know what my presidents are doing behind the scenes. What I care about is their policies, who they're working with, and what they're getting done for the country or if they're hurting the country. I mean, am I wrong for that? No. I mean, I guess it really depends on what sort of sexual relations we're talking about. If they're, I don't know, if they're doing stuff that's illegal, I think, yeah, people would probably care about that too. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, but yeah, um, I guess that's a different topic. But um, but yeah, I mean, as far as caring more, that's a, but that's a good uh, point. Caring about their policies, yeah, that is you should care about how they're doing their job first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's I agree. a good. Point. I, yeah, am I lagging on your end? I think we. Oh, I'm good. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, we're not talking over each other, but um, I was uh, I really 
when you said you would come on, I would be interested because I know somebody was talking earlier about the conversation y'all had when y'all came on as far as Christian versus the atheist. Uh, but let me finish up these comments of pertaining this. I think it matters that the money was spent on. Uh, I think he is being indicted for using campaign donations as hush money for the Stormy Daniels thing. Yeah. Uh, how often do we hear of politicians using campaign funds to do stuff they ain't supposed to be doing? Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I really don't. I, I, I'm, I'm in a tough situation here because I don't know how to heal. I don't know how to do my part to heal the country. You know what I mean? Because what the hell can I do with my platform versus presidents and politicians who the whole world is watching? You know what I mean? Uh, Hillary Clinton used campaign donations to pay for the Steele dossier. It was proven she admitted it and received a slap on the wrist. It happened in the same Manhattan district. That's what I was speaking about earlier. Sometimes I want my politicians to be held responsible, right? But then the question is, when do we start? Who is the first to get the hammer? And that's going to make all the difference, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you follow American and politics like that. Don't really have a choice not to. There's constantly all over our media. So um, I hear about it, but I don't care enough to really educate myself too much on it. Um, yeah. I'm too, busy, I'm too busy being annoyed by our politicians. You know, I don't need to worry about a whole other country's thing. <laughs> Yeah, you you in Canada, right? So, uh, Jordan Peterson is from Canada, um, and of course, y'all have y'all prime minister, uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, mm -hmm. Where do you stand on the political climate in Canada? Because this is not something I've actually talked to anybody about. Like, where do you stand? Are you more so? If if I had to put you uh, on a scale between Jordan Peterson and Justin Trudeau, would you even find a place on that scale, or would you be somewhere totally different? Okay, so I don't know if this will clear up your the question for you at all, but so I'd be considered conservative in can, Canadian politics. Um, but from what I understand, that's actually really close to American liberal. Mm. It's like, we're okay, not let me ask you a series of questions. Uh, you just give okay. me a yes or no. All right. Uh, are you in favor of high taxes or low taxes? Low taxes. Okay. Abortion or no abortion? No abortion. Uh, all right. <laughs> Where are you when it comes to religion in uh, schools? Religion in schools or no religion in schools? I'm okay with the separation of church and state. I just don't think it's being totally practiced fairly. Okay. Where do you stand when it comes to... Uh, guns. Do you think that a country should have guns or that, that guns uh, should be restricted in a country? Don't actually know what I think on that. I can understand the arguments from both sides on that. Okay. 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 I'm trying. So far, I haven't heard anything that's like liberal uh, from an American perspective. Uh, I mean, you could say the gun issue is like if you don't really have a stance, that's fine. Uh, I think that. When most people think of conservatives in America, it's like, you know, pro 2A. Uh, and most people will say that the conservatives are more free speech than the liberal side is today. I tend to take the approach that most people in the middle are for free speech and the people on the farthest right and the farthest left are against free speech. And they just do it in different ways and then blame the other other side for being anti-free speech. Um, but neither that or there. Uh, 
do you like Dennis Prager? I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, okay. Ben, ben Shapiro. Do you listen to Ben Shapiro? Yes, I do like Ben Shapiro. Okay, all right. Well, you, you, you're more conservative than... Uh, you're more American conservative than you might think you are. Okay. Um, oh, do yeah, you agree? Just... yeah. Do you agree with Drag Queen Story Hour? I don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am just conservative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when drag queens go to elementary schools and read the children. Yeah, I'd have to say my initial reaction is I don't I'm not really a huge fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't put yourself in the box. If you ain't got a position or a strong position, you ain't got to um, put yourself in the box. But uh, I I don't do enough talking across countries about politics, right? Uh, it seems as if American politics are very, very uh, in-your-face dominant all over the place because I guess what America does has an impact on the rest of the world, no matter where you are in certain cases. But um, I don't think Americans spend a lot of time focusing on foreign politics unless it crosses something that's going on in America, if, if that makes sense. Like... um. You know, like I'll see somebody make a video about uh, Justin Trudeau cracking down on guns in Canada. And they'd be like, see, if y'all let them do that here, this is how it's going to turn out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Americans, unfortunately, have, an, have, a, have a stereotype. or No, sorry. Canadians have a stereotype of Americans. I don't know how, how true it actually is, but the impression we kind of have of you guys is if it's not happening in your country, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh I, yes i think that's like 80 percent true uh and like okay. i said you got the other 10 percent that crosses over to us that we feel like oh look at what they did over there that's a good thing or that's a bad thing and we should talk about it here to make our points in america but also well, that other 10 percent oh oh that other 10 percent is more so just nosy like when the queen died right uh, a lot of people don't even think about the queen on a regular basis. But when the queen died, everybody had an opinion about it in America. You know what I'm saying? So, hmm. yeah. I mean, I figured after you guys threw off the British, you'd be like, just happy that they're gone. You know, we didn't Nobody, succeed yeah. in that. We still stuck with them. We, 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 we stand with y'all, just to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Appreciate Canada that. is trying to push a law making it illegal to protest LGBTQ. Is that true? Do you know about that? I mean, it's definitely you got to kind of be careful what you say because uh, they're they're they really are kind of pushing the whole hate speech. And but I don't think it's any worse up here than it is in the states about that. Um, the the most in, the most intense thing I ever saw was when uh, Justin Trudeau tried to get churches to sign a piece of paper saying. Uh, that they support abortion and gay marriage if they wanted government grants for their uh, summer programs, but a bunch of cat, a bunch of churches were like, "Yeah, we're not doing this. This is stupid. Uh, this is unconstitutional," and so they actually dropped that requirement. Wow. Uh, Nick says my wife is from Mexico, and when I talk to her family in Mexico about politics, it's crazy how different it is from here. Politics there is not as polarizing as it is here. Uh, Americans like to do the most. I think Americans is like 
uh, turn that dial up to 200 on everything that we do. We got the biggest prison population. We got the most guns. We got the most billionaires. Like, just turn the dial up. We got the biggest cars. Like, we're just trying to be the bigger number or the biggest at everything. And I just think that that applies with politics. Yeah. Uh, remember a couple of years ago, I think that was the first podcast you and I were on together. We were on Robert's show and there was like Dallas and Emerson Green and a couple other guys. And like I swear it was just an hour and a half of most of y'all arguing about conservative versus liberal and me just sitting there like I got nothing to add to this. Like I, it was just it was such an experience seeing in American politics basically like warring yeah. right in front of me for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. It can be like that. Politics here didn't used to be so polarizing. I think politics became truly polarizing around the era of the internet. Um I think around 2013, 2012, 2013 is when the internet kind of really popped and you had your Facebook and all, like everybody just started getting on the internet and that's when you saw the worst in everybody. And then, uh, but I don't know. You can't stop people from using the internet. And I kind of like using the internet sometimes, even though I get frustrated uh, having some of the same arguments over and over and over. Uh, and me and you go back and forth sometimes about like religion and stuff like that, uh, which do you personally feel like social media makes you feel a certain way that you don't feel in your regular life? Like, do you ever feel yourself being more a little more impatient or a little more irritable when engaging with people on the internet versus when you engage with people in the real life? Or do you feel like it's all the same? I think it's almost the same for me. The only difference I find is that it's a lot harder to unplug from a conversation when it's online because people can comment on it anytime they want. Whereas if you leave the conversation in real life, you're done until you pick it up the next time, you know? Yeah. And I think I find it a little bit more stressful to have these conversations online because it's so hard to disengage and you can carry the conversation with you wherever you're going because you have your phone, your computer, whatever you access your internet on. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I think, like, I feel that same, like, I feel like if I make a post or if I comment on something and somebody responds, but I went to sleep or I had something going on, I feel that they're going to feel like I'm running from the conversation or something of that sort. Like, oh, he didn't respond. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Totally get that. Yeah. I, yeah. YouTube is a difference than, like, Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. YouTube is more so, like, for the most part, you get people in your community. It's like, hey, we all like these videos, and we're all commenting about the same videos that we like. And then every now and then, you're going to get some people in the comments on YouTube that are going to talk some smack or disagree. But for some reason, people don't tend to drag out long conversations. And maybe that's because random people, like on Facebook, you know a lot of the people you're talking to, even though y'all may not know each other in person. Y'all been engaging with each other for months and months. And in YouTube, it might be a random person you never even came across that might say something and you might respond and just leave it alone because it's not like, who cares, right? I'm on watching the next video or something of that sort. Every time I yeah, do a debate a lot. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. It's your show, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so the 
Well, I could almost do the same thing with you. You know, you got the Javier Javier show. I could just call it the Chris Chris show because Chris Christensen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, I'm, uh, I'm, the, I'm gonna name I'm gonna name this episode because I'm gonna cut this up and put it out later. But I'm gonna name this uh, American Atheist talks to Christian Theist about life shit or something like that, just regular life shit. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have much longer, but yeah, I wanted to come on and be a part of it for a bit. But yeah, yeah I um, shoot, what were you we were talking about? Yeah, I distracted you. I know, I think we're talking about the YouTube comments versus social media, things of that sort. <laughs> yeah, okay. So even when I do debates, I don't ever read YouTube comments because I'm like, it's probably just going to be a crap show. And I don't want to hear the stupid stuff people are saying about me on there. <laughs> it's, it's like, I just try to, as soon as I do the debate, I put it out of my head that way. <laughs> I got a bad brother. Cause I literally be live streaming, debating people. Like I went on the modern day debate and I was like debating about abortion. It was like two on two panel. And I was reading the comments and having a conversation at the same time. And I was answering questions to people in my, in my responses and stuff. I just have this need to me personally. I feel like I care more about connecting with all of the people watching something than I care about the people who came to debate because mm. it's going to be very hard for the person you're debating to stop and say, you know what? You're right. I changed my mind. You know, yeah. That's if true. you can, but if you can engage with the audience for one, it lets them know that they actually matter. And for two, mm it makes them feel as if, oh, this guy is open-minded enough to engage with me. And maybe, you know, he's reasonable. I like I like to be reasonable. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I, I do have a problem with that. Sometimes I go back to old videos that I made and go read the new comments and see what people are saying. It's crazy. And I should do better. <laughs> Tracy I watched a little bit of that debate you did on abortion. That was, a, that was an interesting one. Um, I Have you ever thing, heard man. of the Beast? I felt like I did. Go ahead. I mean, I like this format that you guys did because I like it better when people first have a chance to like maybe do a couple of opening statements and rebuttals before you do the dialogue because then you get a better idea of what people's positions are. Yeah. Usually if it just starts with dialogue, sometimes like more one side gets a talk, more doesn't shut up, and then the other side's only ever on the defensive and that's one reason why I almost always ask yeah. to do Oxford style first. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. I'm the opposite. Uh, I hate opening statements and like rebuttals. I hate it. Uh, I'm like, just throw me in the rain. Like, throw me in and let's get it. Like, uh, as you, if you watched a little bit of the debate I did about abortion, uh, most people were like, oh, I don't have an opening statement or whatever. Then one guy gave his opening statement. Then I was like, all right, I got to respond to that. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I really, I, I'm not, a, I always like the conversational type. I, I'm mm. not really in the debate to just like destroy my opponent. It's more so like, I want to hear what you got to say. I want to be able to say what I have to say, but also I want to ask questions. <laughs> I want you to ask questions to me and I want to see how this whole conversation unfolds itself. But it's hard to do that when you got two on two or three on three people, because you want to make sure everybody has an equal amount of time to speak. And so I can understand why, especially from a viewer perspective, they would like to hear a person's position before they get into the conversation. It makes sense. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, you also need a really strong moderator. Uh, 
for the conversations. And sometimes I, I found unless the person's really experienced, I think that's, they're they're almost like become part of the audience themselves. And like, Oh, I'm really interested to hear what's going on. They're like, Oh shoot. I forgot that I need to actually interject and keep this thing, you know, fair on both sides. So, it, I tried to do that when we that, had the conversation. I tried to like, hey, you didn't really answer this question, but I, I didn't kind of like, when y'all had the two on two, I didn't want to come in and say you didn't answer the question. I wanted to more so like uh, restate the point and like try to expound on it if I felt like it wasn't understanding exactly what was being asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really an moderate. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, and you, you're very, you're very like, I'm going to let y'all talk but I'm not going to force my way into the conversation type of um, debater. I noticed that about you. You're like, I'll wait my turn, but they don't ever want to give a turn. Sometimes <laughs> you got to take it. <laughs> that was, you know, you know when I was in part of the atheist group up here in Canada, I, I went to an atheist group for about five years. I was the only Christian there out of like 30 atheists sometimes. And I think that's partly where that came from because i was like okay i really got to pick my moments or else i'm just going to be getting jumped on like every other second but so you know i would make sure that i actually had something to say before i jumped into it and that i could actually defend it so that i wouldn't just get like smashed but it was uh you was you went to hell for a while (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, christian the marks a group of atheists Oh, you know, it's hilarious, man. Um, it became to the, it got to the point where whenever new people came to the group, I was inevitably the one that they sat beside. And so, you know, they would be like, they'd I'd be like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you before. Introduce myself. They'd introduce themselves. They'd be like, so what do you do? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to Bible college right now to become an apologist. And they're like, oh, that's really neat. You know what group you're part of, right? And I'm like, yeah, I've been coming here longer than you. <laughs> yeah that's cool though i mean it's cool i think that when i engage with people who i disagree with about something that person may feel as if like oh you're just you're just this guy who's champion this side right but then i spend a conversation having with uh disagreements with people that they would assume i'm on their side like this morning, I had a long Facebook debate with a guy who was an atheist about objective morality. And I was like, I'm not buying it. You can't have objective morality and be an atheist. And we were having that, that argument and disagreement, right? To the point where he thought, because I didn't tell him what I was, he thought I was a Christian. So That's a good, that's like, a good debate style. Yeah, I like to personally focus on the subject. To me, it doesn't matter who the person is behind the subject. If I think something is a good point or a bad point, I want to have a conversation about that point. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see what Tracy said, because Tracy, she's a supporter. She take care of me. Myself as a moderator in the comments like to hear the free speech on both sides. That's why I like you, girl. The only time I feel the need to step in is if because personal attacks, off-topic comments, etc. That's that's when you should step in. And, and people tend to do that. You know, If you can't have a conversation with somebody without throwing insults and sometimes we get a little spicy right sometimes you might say a little spicy thing or try to throw a little insult there but it depends on who you're talking to like if you know at the end of the day y'all are friends y'all can get a little spicy with each other and still jump in the uh, like the private messages and be like like me and you do um 
But some people just go around insulting, and insult is not an argument. You know. My um, yeah, I've been told I'm actually more brutal sounding in Facebook posts than I am when I'm like on video chat or like in debates and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's because sometimes I think it's mostly because I have time to think out what I'm saying so I can be more surgical when I'm writing. But <laughs> I, Yeah, but. absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I don't think a lot of times people want to be insulting on the Internet. I think usually people make in post post like. It's like, oh, I feel strongly about this right here, right now. Let me get it out. And I start typing. You're trying to make a point. Mm -hmm. But some of that frustration or some of that feeling that you're having while writing it leaks out. And I think I do that as well. It's like I will put out a post or something that comes out of nowhere about something that nobody might know. Where is this coming from? And it's because I saw something that triggered me and I wanted to make a point. And I, I like you know Dallas. Dallas to me is like I, I'll see like I'm debating Dallas Duff, which was your partner at the last debate, and somehow we we'll, always end up together. I know, right? <laughs> we gotta find you another debate partner. Uh, but I'll make we'll be debating something, and then I'll look at my main feed and see he didn't posted something related to what we're talking about <laughs> as a <Well>, so. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I ain't gonna hold you. I know you didn't have long um, to talk. We got about three more minutes, so I can chill for a little bit. But... Okay, cool. Well, tell me what you're working on. Like, what, 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 what are you into right now? You know, um, a couple of things. Right now, I'm working on my second master's degree, um, so that's in philosophy. Um, and on top of that, I've got a book that I'm working on that might be getting published in the next couple of years. Uh, it's an anthology of different essays I've been working on about abortion and euthanasia. So, uh, mm. yeah, there's a one publisher that's interested in it at least. So once I've done school and I can edit that up and finish the last couple of ideas I have, then uh, I'll be sending that in. So I'll be sure to send you a copy with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wrote, I wrote two books and, I deleted one and now I'm rewriting the, the other one and changing a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, I don't want to become obsessed and feel like it has to be perfect, but given the world we live in, you know, you got to really make something good to stand out. And I just want to make sure whatever first thing that I put out is going to actually get people interested in my writing. And, you know, so I hope. What's your general you. topics? Uh, I'm actually. I was writing a story that was a fiction about my life and it was more mm -hmm. so like a kid that went through similar things that I went through, but grew up and things turned out the opposite way. And it was supposed to be like a project kid grows up, get involved with politics, religion, and culture, but takes a different path than I took. And by the end of the book, he's fighting for some kind of utopia, which he's like, he's an ideologue. And I wanted to show how you can be so obsessed with being right that mm. you don't realize that you're going to actually you're going to actually create the exact opposite thing that you wish to bring about. It's, you know like the utopian vision, like the, the communists and how they felt like if we could just implement these things the world would be perfect. And I just wanted to kind of, mm. you know, 
use political philosophy and put it in like a grounded story. But now I'm turning it into like a whole fantasy fiction. So it's going to be. Yeah. I like, that sounds I like cool. fantasy. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tracy says congratulations, by the way, on your book. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so, it's, um, uh, go ahead. We, uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, the one thing I've, I've learned is that, well, two things. Uh, one, you never finish a book. You just, you know, finish a draft of it and then you update it later. Every, almost anybody that's ever published a book has told me that. And that's why there's like third and fourth and seventh and eighth and 10th editions with just one paragraph that's added to it. Um, but then yeah. secondly, um, if you, if you get a publisher, another piece of advice I was given is, do you know what the difference between a terrorist and a publisher is? <laughs> that sounds like the start of a bad joke. Uh, um, uh, uh, terrorists know when to, uh, to call it quits. I don't know. I don't know that is. Go ahead. You, you can negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm a self-publish. I think I'm a self-publish on Amazon. I got over 11,000 subscribers, so I got an audience. And then I know a lot of YouTubers and podcasters and people like that. So I'll probably go do, uh, you know, like a, a podcast tour, YouTube tour to different creators mm -hmm. and promote my book and talk about it. So that's my plan. I don't think I want to deal with publishers. I don't want to pay them. And I also don't want to pay the uh, agent. But I will pay an editor and somebody like that to go through and edit it, uh, give me the edits and somebody to proofread it and all that. I'll go through that process, but I'm trying to get as much of the the income. I mean, I got an audience, um, so I might as well use my audience. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you're doing opinion. fiction, that's not such a horrible idea. Um, if you ever wanted to do something more academic, like on politics or philosophy, don't self-publish. That's kind of the most the best way to lose credibility with people if you can find some sort of publisher that's for first timers with that sort of stuff that would be a better route to go um because yeah. there's so many self-published people that don't have a clue what they're talking about right it can yeah. even if you do have a lot of good stuff to say i spoke to uh, a guy who had a published book uh, a couple published books and he told me mainly that they still made him do all the advertising. They made him yes. like go on these, like talk to people and promote his own book. That was really all up to him. They just were the ones that printed it and made sure that it looked nice and all that stuff and would go to the stores. But he had to actually promote it. And I also talked to a movie director and he didn't really have much experience in like editing or proofreading books or stuff like that. He mostly worked work with scripts. But he also did tell me that whatever you put out, make sure it's damn near perfect before you start putting it out, regardless of the mm -hmm. case. Um, so I took the advice. I didn't take my half-baked idea, even though I wrote the book. I found that I could have done much better. So I, I'm taking my time to rewrite a book that's really, really good. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll be an author one day, and that's my that'll be my main gig. Hopefully you as well. Uh, maybe you can go... Once you get your book published, you can go on college tours and you can speak to colleges and universities about your book, right? That'd be fun. Okay, now it looks like I do have to go. But thanks for having okay, me on your show, man. It's good to Not see you. No problem, man. Thank you for coming. Next time. You take Bye. Well, that was my boy, Chris Christensen. Uh, we had a very grounded conversation. Just two guys kicking it, you know, talking like regular people. 
And he's Canadian. I'm American. We have different political views on some things, different religious views on things, but we're still friends. And that's what it's all about.